This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Um, brothers and sisters, I'm very, very happy to be here, and I got some good news for you, extraordinarily good news for you. And the good news for you is that I'm not going to give a long talk. <laughs> is that good? <laughs> you, yeah, it's good, you like that. <laughs> and um, honestly, I'm, I'm really, because I love you, I'm going to give you a short talk, but I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's going to be beneficial. I like to begin with a dua of the Prophet Allahumma inni min ilmin la Allah, I seek refuge with you from knowledge that doesn't benefit. I don't want to be here 10 minutes with you or 10 hours and you don't benefit. I've always believed that when people know better, they do better. When people know better, they do better. And this is why the Prophet, peace and blessing be upon him, told us of a Prophet that was beaten by his people so much that the Prophet began to bleed and the Prophet wiped the blood from his face and said, Allahumma Allah, forgive my people because they don't know. And you have a lot of people in Plymouth, a lot of people in London, a lot of people in Manchester and Birmingham, and people around the world who don't know at all. I was given the topic, the role of the youth in reviving Islam. I'm going to spend a couple of minutes talking about the youth. Now, despite this gray that you might think you see, I don't consider myself an old person, but I am older. And Sheikh Jamal, do you know when that moment came when I realized that I was older? I was in the airport, JFK airport, I'll never forget this, about two years ago. And uh, we had to take a bus to our terminal. And I'm standing in the bus. And there's a young man sitting down. He got up and said, sir, would you like to have my seat? What? <laughs> what, me? I you talking to me? I, I, I ain't old. But him, I look like I was old. But I'm going to teach you a lesson. There was a young man... You may have heard of him. He's an imam, famous imam in New York. Imam Suhaib Webb. How many heard of him? Suhaib Webb, good, powerful speaker, about six feet tall, white American. So we were at a conference in Connecticut. And every speech that he gave, he told the people what he's going to do to Imam Siraj on a basketball court. I'm going to get Imam Siraj, I'm going to beat him in basketball. Every time, so they told me about it, so I made a tape. And they played the tape before his speech, and I challenged him to a basketball game. That night, he was supposed to play at midnight in Hartford, Connecticut. So midnight, I'm there with my sneakers. Sheikh Saraj Wahab is going to play basketball, waiting for this young, big Shabbat. He's going to play me basketball, right? So he didn't show up. So one o'clock, I'm about to go in my room, and here he comes. The first mistake he made he came there with a Boston Celtics uniform. I'm from New York. We don't like Boston. 
That was the first mistake. So we played the game, and it's on tape. I won't tell you how the game went. I'll just tell you what I had to do after the game. After I played him, I had to make towel to Allah what I did to him. I had to ask Allah's forgiveness because what I did to him. That's just an aside. Let me first take a moment to talk about why we need the youth to revive Islam. And, and, and I come from the, uh, the hadith of the Prophet This is only one I want to talk about. You should take advantage of five things before five. And one is take advantage of your youth before your old age. Take advantage, and I'm telling you, brothers, I'm telling you, sisters, before you know it, you see yourself growing fast. You may be young today, and tomorrow you'll see that you'll get older. According to the Quran, what age does a man reach his full strength? 40 years old. How old was Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessing be upon him, when he became the messenger of Allah? 40 years old. How many of you heard of Malcolm X and Haji Munich Shabazz? How old was Malcolm when he died, when he was assassinated? Short of his 40th birthday. Just short of his 40th birthday. How many of you heard of Martin Luther King Jr.? Raise your hand. Martin Luther King Jr., one of the heroes of African Americans' civil rights movement. Very famous. How old was he when he died? Just short of his 40th birthday. I don't think any of it is an accident. You will see, brothers and sisters, that you have a vital role in this Islam. One of the mistakes that we make, in my opinion, is we ignore the youth. Many messages you go to, I go to messages now, I go all over the country, all over the world, and I see now many messages, they have a lot of chairs. You know what I mean? They have a lot of chairs, and some messages, they have more chairs than other places in the messages to bow down because of the age of the messages. Many of our communities are getting older and older, and the youth, we find them... Not engaged in many masjids. I'm sure that this masjid is different. Uh, one brother, his name is Ali, he visited me. He's about 26 years old. And he lives in California. But he came to visit me in New York recently. He used to live in Washington, D.C. And whenever I gave a talk in Washington, D.C., him and his friends would always, after my talk, they would come and take me to lunch, uh, take me to dinner, um, and uh, so we had a good relationship. And when he came to see me, he said, Imam Saraj, I hate going to Juma prayer. I hate it. I said, why do you hate going to Juma prayer? He said, because it doesn't relate to me at all. Doesn't relate to me at all. So the first bit of advice that I would have is that we must engage our youth because they will play a major part in reviving Islam. Second part, a couple of minutes. I'm almost, believe it or not, I'm almost finished my introduction. <laughs> the second part. 
The revival of Islam is tricky. It has multiple interpretations and you have to be careful that you have the right interpretation. For instance, there's a man named Paul Sperry. He wrote a book called Infiltration. And in that book he said, the problem with Islam isn't the misinterpretation of the Qur'an, the problem is the Qur'an. He said, the problem isn't the misinterpretation of the Qur'an, the problem is the Qur'an. So according to him, Islam needs a revival. A woman wrote a book, What's Wrong with Islam? I would argue today, nothing is wrong with Islam. Islam doesn't need revival. But Muslims need to go back to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's what I'm going to, to show you, uh, inshallah, in the next couple of minutes. There's a man named Daniel Pipes, perhaps one of the biggest critics of Islam. And Dr. Jamal and Yusuf Shabir Ali have to read an article that he gave in the year 2002. You can find it in the New York Post, 2000, July 30th, 2002. An article entitled, uh, The Problem Isn't Islam. The Problem Isn't Islam. And I'm going to take like maybe three minutes to talk about something in this article, he was actually attacking Islam. But in reality, he was boosting Islam, and I'm going to prove it to you, inshallah. How many of you were born to Muslim parents? Raise your hand. Born Muslims. How many of you, like me, converted or reverted to Islam? Raise your hand. One, two, come in. Come You born, you born Muslim, and we guys, we came late. We Johnny come late. You come up, I like the tall guy, man. I ask you a question, man. What's your name? Bilal. Bilal? Yeah. Behold Bilal. Bilal, you play basketball? No, football. Football. Yeah. Small. You don't want to play me, right? <laughs> <laughs> no? <laughs> no. All right. Now, uh, these two brothers here, like me, one born into the faith. Allah blessed us and guided us to Islam. And some of you may brag, say, oh, I, I am born a Muslim. Be careful. Because Allah says in the Quran, and we repeat it every Friday, Do not die except as a Muslim. Not how you're born, how you die. And this is why the Prophet said, your deeds shall be judged by your last deeds. So don't tell me how you were born. Tell me how you died. But these brothers, I brought you here for a reason. Bilal, what's your name? Idris. Idris. Bilal, Idris. Uh, Bilal, were you born with the name Bilal? Were you born with the name Bilal? No. Good. Were you born with the name Idris? No. Good. Was I born with the name Siraj? No. So we changed our names, alhamdulillah. But these three brothers standing here, we have something over you. We, the three of us, we got something over you. And let's tell you what it is. The Prophet ﷺ said, إِذَا عَمَرَ رَجُلٌ بِعِيسَى 
Whoever believes in Jesus and then believes in me will have a double reward. So we got a double reward. Thank you. Ha ha ha. And you ain't got it. Ha. I believe, it's my sincere opinion, that we as Muslims have um, misdiagnosed the essence of revival. You see, the issue is larger than we think. We think we need to get some Muslims in the room and we got to figure out how to revive Islam. I would argue that your job and my job is bigger than that. It's bigger than us getting in a room, trying to figure out, figure out how we're going to revive these Muslims. It's bigger than that. And you know what the real issue is? And we keep forgetting it. Consider what Allah said in the Quran. قُلْ يَا يُهَا النَّاسِ إِنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِلَيْكُمْ جَمِعًا Say Muhammad O mankind, I am the messenger of Allah to you all. He said, every prophet went to his people specifically. But I was gone, I had been sent to all of mankind. That's deep. And when Moses said to his people, And when Jesus said, Oh, children of Adam, Israel, I am the messenger of Allah to you. But Muhammad, is the messenger of Allah to everyone, every human being. Shabir Ali, I was in Walmart in the, in the Atlanta, Georgia. You have Walmart in Canada? We do. I'm in Walmart. And a Chinese man comes to me. And it looked like his wife and his daughter. And said to me, Assalamu alaikum. And I was surprised because there was nothing about how he, his wife, his daughter were dressed to suggest that they're Muslim. The only way I knew that they were Muslim, they gave me salams. They said, As-salamu alaykum. I said, Wa alaykum salam. He said to me, I'm traveling from China. I've been here about a week. And can you tell me where I can get halal food? I said, no problem. Give me your name. Give me a phone number, I'll call you and get you the address where you can get halal food. I said, what's your name? He said, my name is Jonathan. I said to him, your name is not Jonathan. He's from China. I said, what's your real name? Now, I, 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 don't, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was something like, I don't know all that. <laughs> I said, oh, Jonathan, now I get it. But this is the point. Why he give me salams? The Prophet said, 
someone asked him, are you Islam khair? What Islam is best? He said, tutumut'am, wattakuru salam, ala man arafta, wa man lam ta'arif. What Islam is best? He said, you feed the people and you give salams to those whom you know and those who you don't know. Why he give me salams? And just like this. I look like a Muslim. I didn't start out giving him salams. I didn't know he was Muslim. But there is something about being in Islam and Islam is for everybody in the whole world and Muhammad was sent to everybody. You know the problem we have in the problem that we're having as Muslims is that we are interpreting Islam as if it only belongs to us. Put it this way. The Prophet said, Prophets, all of them were brothers. Their mothers are different, but their religion is one. So if you want to revive Islam for real, it's not just uh, reviving the Islam in Syria, or Palestine, or Iraq, or Jordan, or Sudan, or Iraq, or it, it's, it's everywhere. Where? Right here in UK. You see, why are you here in Plymouth? If you tell me all of your parents were Muslims, either they migrated here, and you second generation, or the first generation, you migrated here. Why'd you come? <coughs> I came for education. Fine. Why'd you come? I come to get a good job, to make money. Fine. I have no problem with that. But the real the reality is why are you here in Great Britain, in France, in Germany? Why are we here? If you're going to be servants of Allah, as Sheikh Jamal said, to worship Allah. If you now I'm gonna you don't don't get mad at me. If you really care about the people, do you care about the people? I mean, really, do you care about the people? If you cared about them, you would take time and introduce them to the thing that will save their life in this life and in the hereafter. I was in the uh, uh, Double Tree Hotel. You guys don't have a Double Tree Hotel here, do you? Never heard of it. Can I, can I be honest with you about the hotels in, in, in UK? <laughs> no hotel. I'm sorry, I love you. But your hotels? United States, we have real hotels. And there's a hotel called Doubletree. When you get a chance, how many of you have been to the United States? Okay. How many want to go? Okay. When you go, and you stay at a hotel, I want you to go to my favorite hotel, Doubletree Hotel. Sheikh Jamal, you have been double tree? Mm-hmm. How do you like it? Double times. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> been to? No. no. no? <laughs> Can I take me there? I'll take me. Mustafa, you been double tree? The reason that I love double tree hotels 
and you remember this, but don't forget this, is because of their cookies. <laughs> well, like they give you free cookies, a little bag. Best cookies I ever had in my life. I think, in my opinion, they got drugs in the cookies. <laughs> no, I'm saying, you know why? I keep telling, can I get some more those cookies? Can I get some more? And those cookies are, wallahi, the best cookies I ever ate in my life. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Tell where? You gotta get some of those cookies and give them out. Anyway, I was in a double tree hotel, and uh, every room had a card, and it said, when you care, it shows. When you care, it shows. I would argue when you don't care, it shows. My masjid, Brooklyn, one block south of my masjid is an armory, and in that armory is a thousand homeless black men and Latino men in that, that, that homeless shelter. And I watch people all the time. Alhamdulillah, we have given shahadas there. We have given food there. But most people, they don't care. They walk past them, them and they don't even care. I thank Allah that Allah guided me to Islam. That now, alhamdulillah, I'm a Muslim. And that I can reach out there and get people and bring them to the fold of Islam. Now, revival of Islam. I'm going to give you a two minute. I'm almost finished. Can 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 you give me a few more minutes? Hmm? You ain't gonna get mad at me. You're not gonna throw pebbles at me. But this guy said he want me to give. One of you said he want me to give a short talk. I'm, I think it was you. Everybody said no. Go ahead. You said yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, listen, let me give you this, uh, this, this, maybe three minutes. Now, Daniel, um, I saw I said Daniel Trump. That's another guy. Okay, this is this is a this is brief. Again, July thirtieth, two thousand two, New York Post. Google it tonight. I want you to read the whole article. Okay, I'm going to give you excerpts. Listen to what Daniel Pipe said. Remember, he's trying to attack Islam, right? His purpose is to attack Islam. Listen to what he said. Five hundred years ago, Jews, Christians, and Muslims agreed. Jews, Christians, and Muslims agreed. That owning slaves was acceptable, but paying interest on money was not. My question to you is this. He doesn't say this in his article. My question to you is this. Why is it that the Jews and the Christians and the Muslims agreed? Why? Huh? From one source. From one source. What source? Scripture. In the Torah, in the Injil, in the Quran against interest. He didn't say that, but we know it. Listen to the next sentence. And this man is a master of the English language. After bitter, protracted debates, Jews and Christians changed their minds. Did he say 
after high school debates. He used two words, bitter and protracted. What do we mean by protracted? What's protracted? Hmm? Long. It wasn't like a quick debate. Yeah, you might just talk about talk about five minutes. Five minutes. Let's talk about let's debate. No, no. And it was bitter, which means people disagreed. Bitter. The Christians and the Jews changed their mind. Today, no Jewish or Christian body endorses slavery or has any religious qualms about paying reasonable interest. What's reasonable interest? 1%? Muslims, in contrast, still think the old way. What do you mean by the old way? No interest. No interest. No interest. But why do they think think the old way? Because it is from Allah. He's given us the crux of the issue. This is the issue. Revelation comes. Man has to make a decision. Are you going to follow the revelation or are you going to follow what you have? I'm almost finished. Here's his conclusion. To enable pious Muslims to avoid interest in Islamic financial in that industry uh, worth an estimated $150 billion had developed. That is over $2 trillion. <laughs> In other words, Muslims don't want to pay interest. we got to find a way. I'm going to buy a house, but I don't want to pay interest. What can I do? There's institutions. Dr. Jamal Bader will tell you they have them in Canada where you can buy a house and not pay interest. Now listen to this. This is, this is the crux of it. The challenge ahead is clear. Muslims must emulate their fellow monotheists by modernizing modernizing their religion. Do you agree with that? Who agree that we should modernize our religion? What does that mean? Does it mean to abandon what Allah and His Messenger said? Of course it does. So this is my conclusion. I'm almost at, look at it. Look at that. Look at that. I'd be shocked. If two more minutes, I'm still speaking. I'd be shocked if five more minutes, I'm still speaking. And if it's ten minutes and I'm still speaking, I would really be shocked. I'm not. Let me finish with this. I close with something that the prophet said that Allah said. And I close with this. Ya ibadi, kulkun dalun 
Oh my servants, every one of you are misguided unless I guide you. Therefore, ask me and I will guide you. Did he say some of you are misguided? Huh? Did he say the majority of you? Did he say most of you? What did he say? Every one of you are misguided unless I guide you. Therefore, ask me and I will guide you. This is why at least 17 times a day we say, Because you know what? We need it. We need it. Can I tell you something about, about, about in London? Don't get mad at me. But can I? Yeah. Yes. Dr. Jamal, you never know. By the end of this month, for the first time in London, we will have a full naked restaurant. Did you hear what I say? Yeah, yeah. What I say? You don't want to repeat it. <laughs> how you, how you have a, how you have a naked, re- how you, how you have a naked restaurant? So know what you do? You go in and they give you room. You put your clothes there and you go eat naked. How you think of this? In Norway, because if you don't, if that Allah don't guide you, everything go. In Norway, for the first time in the history, there are more atheists than Christians. And then I read this to you and I sit down. I share this with you. How many of you Muslims? Raise your hand. You ask. Are you Muslim? Yeah, I'm Muslim. Even now, Muslim youth, they got on the back of their shirts, proud to be Muslim. You don't have to have a shirt to say proud to be Muslim if you're proud to be Muslim. It shows. But alhamdulillah. And answer, are you Muslim? Yeah, I'm Muslim. Are you Muslim? Yeah, Muslim. Do you pray? No. <laughs> but I'm Muslim. Do you fast in the month of Ramadan? No, not really. But I'm Muslim. I remember Sheikh Jamal reminded me of something that happened years ago. I was at a program somewhere in the United States. And when the program was over, three young Muslim sisters came to me. None of them were in hijab. They say, Imam Suraj, we want you to show us in the Quran why we should wear hijab. We don't want to see hadith. We want to see Quran. Okay, that's fine. And rather than showing them the idol of the Quran, I asked them this question. I said, sisters, do you pray? They said, no. I say, do you find in the Quran that you should pray? They say, in many places. I said, if you find in Quran that you should pray and you don't pray, what makes you think? I show you one verse in Quran that you should wear hijab, you start wearing hijab. Because their problem isn't hijab. And Muslim parents have to understand that. They, they harangue their door. You gotta put on hijab! Put on hijab! That ain't the answer. That's not, well, why that's not the answer? Because their problem isn't hijab, their problem is iman. <coughs> if they have the imam, the iman, they put on the hijab. So I leave this with you, a, a couple of points. In France right now, 64% of the population claim to be Roman Catholic. 64% of the population claim to be Roman Catholic. But only 4% actually follow the religion. 
Is it happening now with Muslims? That we claim to be Muslim, but as Dr. Jamal mentioned in his talk, not really. I finish with this. Seconds. There are now more than 1,700 official messages in Britain, many of them converted from former churches. The official citizenship survey published in December 21st found that the number of people who call themselves Christian in England and Wales have fallen off uh, 10% in the last five years. The Mosque of Rome is the largest mosque of Europe. It has an estimated area of 320,000 square feet and can accommodate 12,000 people. This is the last one I'm going to read to you. And then I finish. This is the last one I'm going to read to you. And, I'm, and I think, and then I finish. And I want you to think about that because we have some work to do. We're not coming here to entertain you. We're coming here to make sure that we revive our, uh, our, our practice of the faith so that our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren will practice the faith of Islam. This is the last one. Because I'm saying to you... Look to those who came before us. And the Prophet warned us, you will follow those who came before you step by step and inch by inch so that if they crawled in a hole of a lizard, you follow right behind them. This is the last one. Scary. Ready? Ready? Yeah. At least 10,000 churches have been closed in Britain since 1960. 10,000. Another 4,000 churches are set to be closed by 2020, according to Christian research. The revival of Islam. Islam don't need revival. The Quran don't need to be changed. You need to follow Allah and His Messenger Muhammad. This day have perfected for your religion. We have to make sure that we practice, number one, ourselves, our family, and number two, you must, you must introduce Islam to your neighbors. If you really care about them, and you should, you should do it. May Allah bless you.